The year is 1997. You and the boys are releasing a second studio album after the success of your debut self-titled album in 1996. You want to alert the world to your return with a hot single, but there's just one issue. Your first album was released in Germany, then Switzerland and Austria, followed by most other parts of the world, but never in your home country of the United States. How can an American audience appreciate a single announcing your return if they never knew you were there to begin with? This issue was faced by none other than the Backstreet Boys and their record label. The boys and Zomba record label chairman Clive Calder were in favor of releasing the self-referential single worldwide, but Jive Records president Barry Weiss said it would be too difficult for American audiences to understand. (laughs) So the single was released in every other country and proved to be too infectious to keep from U.S. airwaves. Radio stations near the Canadian border started picking up on the single after hearing it from their northern neighbors. Jive Records had to make an official release, which climbed to number four on the Billboard Hot 100 and stayed on the charts for 22 consecutive weeks. Although the popularity of the American boy band has faded, the song still makes a return to the popular consciousness every now and then, proving the Backstreet Boys to be prophets when they sang, quote, as long as there will be music, we'll be coming back again. That's right. We're talking everybody, Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys, this week on Cover Me. right it's cover me the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one rocks our bodies i'm your host as always the snake joined by my sexual co-host alex mildenberger alex mildenberger what's going on (sighs) not a whole lot man just like generally busy you know things happening things are happening and uh and it's cold now so that makes it feel like you're busier because it takes longer to get everywhere because of all the snow yeah all the snow, and then it's darker and colder. We just saved some daylight today, but, you know, it doesn't last. Yeah. I mean, that was appreciated, but for how long? Not bloody long. We're trying to get rid of that here in BC, but we're waiting for the states to make a move to decide which time is real time before (laughs) we we jump on it. We kind of tried to as well, and we... Yeah... I have criticisms as to how that was handled in Alberta. And how was it handled in Alberta? Well, I mean, there's three options, right? There's do nothing. There's switch to daylight time and switch to standard time, right? Mm-hmm. But the the we did a referendum, and they only asked one of them, like, do you want this time to change? I don't remember which one they picked, but they just picked one. But it wasn't like... Right, so like, do you want this one? And then there were so many people I talked to who were like, no, I don't want to switch to daylight. I want to switch to standard or whatever. And I was like, so you just... So we're just going to keep changing time because you don't want it to be dark at this time? It's like, jeez. So that was a criticism I had. So we didn't. That's a good so criticism. So we ended up, yeah, just voting no because it was just yes or no, and which was not a yes on a non-yes or no question. Right. That does seem foolish. But um, you know what, Alex? Somebody who brings a little daylight <laughs> in our lives is today's guest. Yes. Returning. Um, fan favorite. I don't know if that's true. I'm a fan. My partner, uh, your best friend, you the listener, it's uh, Greta James. Hello, everybody. I am the fan favorite. Hello, Greta James. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I am also feeling the cold now. Feeling the cold. Yeah, it's gotten chilly this past week, so not good. But it is what it is. We need the winter to appreciate the summer. That's right. And you need the winter to be cold enough to sell some poppy threads. Greta, you're back on the streets. Uh, 
am. Poppy Freds pop up on Instagram. Check me out. I'm open on the corner of Robson and Denman. Um, generally, I open up on days when it's not horrible weather. So it might be a good winter. It's looking a bit dry here in Vancouver compared to normal. That's right. We were in a drought last month, and then it it poured down rain for two weeks, and now it's now it's almost snowing. It's incredible. So Greta Poppy Threads is back. Backstreet's back. Mm-hmm. You suggested this song. What's the deal? Why? Why are we talking about the Backstreet Boys? Um, I have always liked this song. I was a fan when it came out. My sister had the album. Just of the song or of the Backstreet Boys in general? Um, honestly, I think maybe just the song. There was a few other songs. Okay. But I have maybe two I could list aside from this song. You could list only two other Backstreet Boys songs? There's not a lot. Hit me with them. What are they? The the heart one. The heart one. That could be literally any Backstreet Boys the- song. <laughs> Alex, now see, I know Alex has a VHS copy of their uh, hit album Millennium. Oh, that was my first CD, I think. Yeah, that Um, was my first cassette. Maybe no, maybe yeah, I did have it though on cassette. Is it Back to Your Heart? That might be it. Do are all their songs legally obligated to have the word "back" in it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They do have "Don't Want You Back." Uh, that's the only Maybe other one I see. What's all I have to give? That sounds... No, as long as you love me. That's what it was. Oh, as no. long yeah, as you yeah. love me. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they have a huge list of singles that I'm into, to be honest. Really? No. And I'm I was... read some hits off of their, their okay. album, The Hits. We got I Want It That Way. Do you know that one? Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> Everybody. Back yeah. As long as you love me. Yeah. Show me the meaning of being lonely. Oh, that's a good one. Was that them originally? Yeah, of course it is. Okay. Um, quit playing games, brackets, with my heart. Yeah. That was the other one I was talking about. All I have to give. I don't know that one. Hmm. Larger than life. That makes you larger yeah. than life. That was like a comeback song, though, wasn't it? Um, that was the that first one a- off of Millennium. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll never break your heart. No, I know that one. The call. Mm, oh yeah, my heart. That one I think has phone sound effects in it. Oh, the call has phone sound effects. That's from Black and Blue. That's uh, an album I had on. Cassette. I don't know that one. Okay, I barely know it. Um, the one. Do you know the one, Greta? No. How about more than that? No, I think you're How pulling at strings now. Drowning. <laughs> no. Okay, well, that was the American edition. There's also a Canadian edition of the hits and a UK Asian edition. Spanish edition, Italian edition, European edition one, European edition two. There's a Latin American edition, um, two of those. We got a Japanese edition. There's an Australian edition. Now, this is probably what you would have heard. So this one, do you know the song, The Perfect Fan? No. How about Get Down, You're the One for Me? No. Um, Anywhere for you? No. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I, th- I think they're good at the ones that they've done, right? And they're ugly, one of the most successful boy bands. Are they? Are they more successful than NSYNC? Yeah, I Googled it. I think they've actually made more money than NSYNC. Okay, good for them. Yeah. And they did appear in the hit film, uh, fucking the end. What's that one where all the comedians are at the end of the uh, world, Alex? The, this is There's the At World's the end. end, and yeah, okay. No, At World's End is the Simon Yeah, Kane there's one. just two that I get mixed up sometimes. And those are them. Those are them. 
Uh, okay, so we've established Greta, not actually a Bastard Boys fan, just a fan of popular music. <laughs> is that correct? But that is correct. Also, I do have a story about this song. Please. So back in 2016, mm-hmm. I went to Los Angeles with my friends Anna and Toby. Okay. And we went to a filming of James Corden. Yes. And they surprised us with the Backstreet Boys performing this song. It was pretty cool. That is pretty. What's, they, they performed this song. They performed anything else? No, just this song. So they came out um, and James Corden jumped in. And of course, he did the Am I Sexual line. Of course. Um, now, did he also steal a Ricky Gervais bit while he did that? <laughs> Constantly. That's, that's all he does. <laughs> and did he abuse weight staff while, <laughs> during the performance? He, he was a bit of a diva. I did think that. He was like fanning, saying it was too hot and he was being a bit particular. Um, but it was pretty funny because nobody knew that the Backstreet Boys were coming and we all screamed and we all danced. Right. So you guys didn't know that the Backstreet Boys were back. No, we didn't. And then they told us that we had to give more energy. So we had to reshoot and act more surprised the second time. As an audience, you've already seen the surprise. I know. It was so hard. I was like, I don't know how to be any more surprised. So what did you do on that second take? Um... I don't know. Did we, you like fan yourself a little? Did you look over to Anna and or Toby and say like, oh, did you like mouth? Oh my God. Did you just well, we vomit? got separated. <laughs> Projectile vomit everywhere. Um, well, Anna and I got separated from Toby. So we got put on the floor because we made it on screen. Okay. Because you're more attractive than Toby. Is that I, what we're meant to understand? I think they want ladies on the floor, not dudes. Um, but there is a picture and I can send it to you if you want that yes. David, my, I guess, brother-in-law, Sent and it was a picture of me like clapping my hands and the angle of it. It looked like I was in between the genitals of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing more exciting than getting t-boyed by t-boyed t-bagged <laughs> by Nick Carter. T-boyed by the B-boys. <laughs> That's right, Alex. Hey, big Backstreet Boys fan. Um, oh, I was for uh, for a while there. Um, like this is like prehistory for me because. I became a, right. a, a like classic rock snob at a very young age, but before that, I was really, really into the Backstreet Boys. Talk me too. Um, and like I said, Millennium was like the first, like, or one of the first like CDs I was aware of, like albums. Before that, it was mm. like children's music, you know. Right. Um, and yeah. then after that, we got some more Backstreet Boys CDs, and I remember getting compilation CDs from Burger King. Like we got no two. There's a red one and a blue one, and we got them from Burger King, and that was where we learned like a bu- bunch of the songs. And then I think we got Backstreet's back at one point. I can't uh, believe you got CDs from Burger King. Yeah, we only I mean, got it shitty was crowns. it was a wild time. It's such like a weird old memory because it's like why like burger king cd i don't know it's like getting video games from cereal boxes kind of yeah Just, it's, it's like, like such a vague early memory it's like it happened for sure but like what and like we I mean, played it or whatever but yeah now this you're is, here 20 years later talking about them yeah here we are yeah but yeah this yeah, is like me, like yeah really early. Mm-hmm, go ahead yeah really early. yeah me as well this was like my siblings were into the Spice Girls, and I was like, oh, it's too girly. And then I was like, no, here's the Backstreet Boys for the dudes. <laughs> I was like, finally, something masculine enough for me, a, a five-year-old boy. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I mean, we guys- were, and we were so young. It's like another memory I have about this song. You already mentioned the sexual line. I remember yes. asking, 
I think of my dad, one of my parents, like, what does sexual mean? Because I, I was <laughs> so like, young. Yeah, like, this was, the, this was the song I first heard this word. It was so wild. And you think that's something you might need to be? Because obviously the Backstreet Boys are asking yeah. if they are. You're like, well, maybe like, I need to be Should I be too. as well? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Pretty so, got a question. Wild history. So if you guys, uh, if you're looking at the Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC team, which sounds like you guys are oh, team Oh, I was Backstreet. Backstreet Boys for life. Yeah. I think they're better. What about you, Alex? I, I was, I mean, Backstreet, Backstreet Boys were my first, you know? So I was a little more into exactly. the Backstreet Boys, but we liked NSYNC too, you know? We had pop, I think, as well. To, I think, which is an NSYNC album, I'm like 90% sure. Okay. I thought you were just talking about pop music. <laughs> yes, Alex. <laughs> yes, it, it's, it's all pop music. Um, but yeah, we, we liked them both. We were a little more into the Backstreet Boys just because of access. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I didn't know NSYNC as well. I think that I think NSYNC were probably more targeted at young girls. I think from my perspective, they seemed a bit cuter. But I think I like the Backstreet Boys music better. They had JT, hey. so. JT, well, yeah, JT came out. He's. Yeah, and, and JC Shazes. What? The other guy from NSYNC. Lance Bass? No. It's <laughs> the only other guy from Instinct. Yeah, I don't know the Instinct guys very well. See, I don't know any of the names of the Backstreet Boys. Yes, you do. You know Nick Carter. Nick Carter. He died today, and I told you you were wrong. It was Aaron Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Aaron Carter. I thought it was the same person. Well, also, yeah. Rest in peace, Aaron Carter. What timing? Um, tragic. Yeah, just read about it last night. Yeah, I was shocked to see it on the, the hip-hop heads Reddit. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even know Aaron Carter was a rapper. I knew he did music way back when he was just, like, coattailing off the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Remember when that was the this move, this like, him and Jamie Lynn Spears were like, we're going to have careers, too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, did he do the song for that uh, that movie about the shoes? Like Mike? Did he do that song? A song for that? Anyway, it doesn't that, matter. Was it like Mike about shoes? Well, it's about basketball, <laughs> but he gets sh- magic shoes. Okay. He gets Is Michael Jordan's shoes. he becomes shoes. like Mike? Yeah. yeah. There might oh, be okay. lightning involved. It's not important. We're getting off topic. Holes. We're off topic, though. <laughs> um, Alex, is this your favorite Backstreet Boys song? Yes or no? Um, I'm going to say no, but like we used to listen to this all the time for sure. All right, Alex, top two Backstreet Boys songs. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's been such a long time. So how do you know this one isn't your favorite then? It's probably uh, the only one you remember. Because um, I uh, panicked answered <laughs> the question. <laughs> and when interrogated, I, I uh, have nothing to back it up. Fucking crumbled, Alex. Yeah. You got to work on your poker face. Yeah. Work on your bluff. Um, but we got to work on these lyrics, which I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Never has a song been more about the Backstreet Boys being back than everybody Backstreet's back. Oh. Yeah. And they are back. They are back. Um, so here's how it opens, everyone. It says, everybody, yeah, rock your body, yeah, everybody, yeah, rock your body, right? Backstreet's back. All, All right. right. I mean, it's about, it's about two things, really. It's about, it's about mm-hmm. the, obviously, the Backstreet's are back. Mm-hmm. Or Backstreet is back based on the way they have um, yes. used that apostrophe. Um, and also, we should dance about it, which makes sense. Yeah. It is yeah. also like the, the song is also about itself, not only about the Backstreet Boys, but also about this song being good. It's one of those kind of songs. That's true. Yeah, it's a self-hype song. 
Yeah. Fantastic. So that's your intro. That's that gives us. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, oh, yeah, hey, we're back. You got to rock your body, which presumably means dance. Dance. Yeah. And then we're kind of told how to feel and what to do as we go through the song. So we we come into verse one. Hey, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. We're back again. Brothers, sisters, everybody sing. Going to bring the flavor. Show you how. Got a question for you. Better answer now. Yeah. I don't know if I knew all those lyrics as a kid, which seems silly because it's so simple. You only need, oh my God, we're back again. Right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's true. The other thing about this song, because it was so mm-hmm. early on, having oh my God in a song was like a bit controversial in my family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, mm. you know. You'd sing along and your mom would be like, we say gosh in this house. You're yeah. Like, Damn, all right. I was like, wasn't sure if I was I mean, supposed darn. to sing it. So, you know. It's a little bit of that. Yeah, too. you're really taught. This is a tangent, but that, like, yeah, God <laughs> is like a curse word. You're like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, which, in, but, yeah. in the context of, you know, coming up in the Catholic Church, it is, I guess, but then you realize no one gives a shit. No, uh, right. Anyway, yes. But tangent. yeah, he expresses excitement. They've returned. Brothers, sisters, everybody sings. So he's telling you to sing along. And of course, they've already provided us the chorus, basically. The everybody's. Yeah. So we already know what to sing along to. They're going to bring the flavor. And they're going to show us how. To, uh, is the flavor the dancing? Is the flavor just the song? Is the flavor just a good time? What are we talking about here, people? It's the swag. It's the swag? <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> I don't know, it's just their, their flavors, how they, how they move, how they sing, how they dance. And they're going to show us how to do that, is yeah. what you're saying. like a cooking show. Hey, according to Genius, you're not far off. They say they're going to bring the party and the swag, and then show you how to be funky and swagged out like that. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Alex? Oh, definitely. The other thing is, I mean, this is one of the very many, but it was an early example, uh, hits written by Max Martin. Uh, or co-written right. by Max Martin, who's Swedish, and like, there's some like slightly unusual English usage, not incorrect, but maybe somewhat right, unfamiliar. But not traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Max Martin, um, he lived. He went on to survive. Uh, Dennis Pop was the other one on this Swedish DJ producer yeah. and songwriter who died a year later Oof. of stomach cancer. This is last, and that's who the meaning, be, meaning of being lonely was dedicated to, Dennis Pop. Oh, yeah, that's strange. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of history there. Um, but yeah, we're gonna bring the flavor. Got a question for you? Better answer now. Yeah, and then we go into the question segment. And yeah, it's good. Lead so this is, yeah, this is the pre-chorus, and it's often made fun of today. Because of the fact that the Backstreet Boys all answer for uh, the guy singing in front. But he tells, this, this is a question for the audience, and I think, are the Backstreet Boys maybe instructing the audience what to say? <laughs> is that a more yeah. accurate way But The I pre-course mean, goes, am I original? Yeah. yeah. Am I the only one? Yeah. Am I sexual? Yeah. Yeah. Am I everything you need? You better rock your body now. Didn't even wait for an answer on that one. Because the, the answer there is not with words, it's with actions. No, actions but I mean, the other thing is like, yes, the Backstreet Boys answer. And it's a bit funny because they're like, yeah, we're original. Um, or like, yeah, they're just typing sexual, up their bro. brother, which is like, cool. But also, like, if they perform it live, the audience is shouting, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I've Presumably. seen the audience, I, we wouldn't even be an audience, like, people just dancing to this song 
often just shout yeah as well. Myself included on occasion. Of course. I think so, that's the beauty of the song. It's, it's easy for audience participation. Oh yeah, it's it's a pop hit. Yeah. These these Swedes knew what they were doing when they wrote this one out. Um and yeah, it's it's just a, like are we a thing you like? And you're like, "Yes." Are we the only thing you like? Sure. At this moment, why not? Are you horny for us? Of yeah. course. Well, you better start dancing. Like it's just a hype up. Yeah, which the I mean the other thing about the questions, obviously there's a performance aspect, like they're of them like being like, hey, we're a boy band and we're back or whatever. But like right. in terms of just the dance, I feel like the dance is important here. If you were just, you know, one person talking to another person, um the the dance metaphor I think still holds here. Like, am I original? Like, are my moves cool ah. in an original way? And then, like, are is it just you and me kind of thing? And then, like, is there enough sexual energy for this dance? Oh, okay. So I feel like so that fits for, too. Like, it's like it's like part of the dance, man. Right. So not only are we addressing the Backstreet Boys and letting them know they're original, the only one in sexual, but if you're on the dance floor with a honey <laughs> or whatever the male version of a honey is, uh, might just be a honey as well. You. This is also a, a Q and A with them. To, to test the vibes, test out the floor. It's flirting. It's flirting. Yeah. It's built-in flirting. Yeah. Okay. And then we hit the chorus, which we've already talked about. Everybody, yeah, rock your body, yeah, everybody, yeah, rock your body, yeah. Backstreet's back. All right, all right. We're, we're, we know Backstreet returning is a good thing, which probably helped American audiences. They do need to be spoon-fed, apparently. Well, they didn't know about these guys. I know, but it's just ridiculous that they're like, oh, you weren't here before. I like, no, it's, it'll be too confusing. It's a pop song. <laughs> Nobody actually cares what they're, they're saying. Yeah. Like, and when I was, I, I will admit, I was a little curious about the narrative when I was young. I remember being like, where did they go? Is it right, there? Yeah. Is it? And then, but, you know, enough to be like, oh, there was more, there were more albums before that. Like, I filled in the blanks, you know, and I was it, seven. It, yeah. So, like, if I could it's figure funny, it out. there's... There's really like a similar story to this when uh, when Justin Timberlake Lake released "Sexy" back. Uh, Prince released a statement saying "Sexy" never left. The same same thing actually happened with this, except it was Bruce Springsteen. He was like, "The Backstreets never left." <laughs> Fuck. Bruce Springsteen has a song called "Backstreets." Thank you all <laughs> for coming. Because we were just hiding <laughs> on the Backstreets. Um, that what he says? Um, yes. Now throw your hands up in the air. Wave them around like you just don't care. If you want to party, let me hear you yell. Because we've got it going on again. Yeah, yeah. Hey. But when they say yell, they're, they're trying to rhyme it with the ear and the kia, I think. Are, are you th- is that? Let me hear you yell. I, can just, now I, throw I feel your, like they don't. Hey, let me just run through real here. Now throw your hands up in the air. Wave them around like you just don't care. Bump, skimming out. If you want to party, let me hear you yell. No. I'll take your word for it, Greta. I feel like they really hide those owls on there. Just to make it... Well, to the point where one of our first covers says either yield or yield. Because they weren't fucking sure what they were saying. Yeah. But yeah, this is just like, here's how you express enthusiasm to us performing right now. This is what you need to do while listening to this verse that tells you what to do to this verse. Yeah, it's dance instructions, but also just like, wave your hands around instructions. Wave them around like you just don't care. Like yeah. that is, that is great. It's classic nineties. That's timeless. It's, it's it's timeless or cliche. I'm undecided, but it is. And it's nice to be told how to dance if you feel 
Oh yeah, especially like for lowest common denominator music, like not everybody can dance, right? So it's like here, just raise your hands up and wave them just yeah. around. That's good. It's great. Um, that's that. Anything else to say about that one part? Anybody? Anybody? I don't have a lot of like follow on for a lot of this song, honestly. Hey, listen, Alex, it's not a lot <laughs> to to dig yeah. into here. So we the next uh, original piece of music comes at the bridge here. Um, so everybody everywhere, uh, uh, don't be afraid, don't have no fear. I'm going to tell the world, make you understand, as long as there will be music, we'll be coming back again. again. And then it does its little build up. Yeah, but that's not a lyric. So we're not- I know, but it's, you know, sound like we're coming back, they're rising up. Oh, so the music is also returning when they say we'll be coming back. That's yeah, true. Yeah. They're on something there. They have their James. moment of downness. Yeah, they, yes. they bring it down. But they also tell us a bit of truth here. As long as there's music, the Backstreet Boys will return. And thus far, that's been true. They just released an album this m- last month. This month? Last Jeez. month. Did they really? A Christmas album. It was hey, supposed to come out music. a year ago, apparently. But for some reason, it got delayed. And the thing about Christmas albums is, if you delay them a little bit too long, you've got to wait a whole year. Yeah. That's true. you can't release a Christmas album in January. A very Backstreet Christmas. We're going to have to add that to our Christmas playlist. Yeah, that's going on the old Christmas playlist here. <laughs> we might have to find one off this for uh, a future Cover Me episode. Uh, are they covers? What's that? Are they all covers? Yes. Ugh. Of course they are. What are you, Backstreet Boys are releasing original. They had an album in 2019. Yeah. And 2014 before that. They're active. They were touring at some point. Yeah. They were on the James Corden show some years ago. Right <laughs> no, but I feel like they were performing at PE one year. Were they not? Probably. Listen. Or maybe Stamp. No, maybe Here's not all you need. As long as there will be music, they'll be coming back again. The world as we know it can end. Humanity can be extinct. But if two notes fucking play somewhere, the Backstreet Boys are back. Yeah. <laughs> like Michael Bublé when it's Christmas time. That's right. Uh, but yeah, great, great little bridge there. Don't right, it's also very encouraging. We've already talked about how like anyone can join in. It's like mm-hmm. every, this is a song for everybody, everywhere, and like there's no need to fear because we're all in this together, you know. Yes, and like yeah. this song it's will end, world. sure, but as long as there's music, we'll come back again. Yeah, like, you just enjoy the moment now, and we'll come back for more music later. We're the Backstreet Boys. Don't worry, we've got this under control. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then you get everybody, yeah, everybody, yeah. Backstreet's back, all right, that's it. Backstreet is back, they will return, let's enjoy the song now, that's the, that's, that's the song, that's, that's what it's song. about. Great. It's classic. Great. Um, yes, and it is classic boy band song, so you got multiple vocalists on this, a lot of, a lot of trying to flex those vocal cords, and then a, a instrumental section that supports that, and of course you got Swedish DJs on this, so as you can imagine, a lot of synth some electronic builds like we already talked about, but let's get into it. Let's talk about yeah. this instrumentation. Yeah, let's talk about fully it. Fully and officially. Um, very, uh, very cinematic intro. Cinematic. You know, kind of like, yeah, it's like, like hushed. Like, <laughs> kind of it's very cinematic in that it's very high strings and there's names flying everywhere. Um, yes, sorry, I just <laughs> get to learn what happened in the last Star Wars episode. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's very intense though because you get those string synths and and uh, the boys are harmonizing. Sounds like yeah. church for pop. Pop church. Pop church. Yeah. Church pop. Sure. Yeah. 
Interesting. There's that little tinkly synth in the back that. Oh yeah, very very slight. Uh, what I found about this, and I mean it's just the style. A lot of music I find from like a few years after this can be like mm-hmm. very very dense production, uh, even right. you know into now. Um, but this has more of a sound of like all the synths are kind of filling the role of an instrument. Yeah, uh, I would it, say you can, still you can dense, track though. everything. Right, sure. Because I found coming into a lot of these covers that the we we shed so many layers in the instrumentation that it ends up just sounding like the the main riff that and then like there's very little else around it. Yeah, and that main riff but here it's well supported. Yeah, that's an important that's an important sound, or it was in my early life. Oh yeah. Um, and really, it's just kind of like, it's almost like a distorted bass sound. Yeah, it's more like a bass riff than like a melody. And even like later on, um, when like it, in the what sections, in the what, like in the verses, verses? I guess, it plays on the bass. Yeah. And the, the verses are kind of a breakdown even from that, that buildup that we just get there briefly. Mm-hmm. We hit like a loud cymbal and then it, it breaks to this. We lose a lot of that like ambient synth. We get a kind of drop on Oh My God, We're Back Again. And then just bass. Well, other yeah. stuff too. I mean, the drums are still going. But like, it's mostly drums that. Are still going, but yeah, it's predominantly that bass and then one of the Backstreet Boys singing. And some kind of like record scratchy sounds. You know? Of course, it's 1997. Yeah, it's 97. Gotta have that. And so you come into that that pre-chorus, you start to get some of that synth building back in. Yeah, they're doing their call and response. Yeah. And then everybody gets together on the MI Everything You Need, You Better Rock Your Body, and then everything That's building up, up. yeah. That's textbook. Yeah, and that's where you just get hype for the chorus. Everyone joins in. Mm -hmm. More synth. That main riff is big again. There you go, um, man. It's pop yeah, music. Go. It's popular music. And then, yeah, that we get that more blown out version of the that bass line. That little crunchy around the ends. Yeah, and that other synth, synthy, synthy sound. Um, in terms of like, I the song changes more than I expected it to. Yeah, um, like because use of like a drum machine, I think, on that second verse. In the second verse? Yeah, there's... Yeah, like there's, right now, yeah. Well, there's, it's like all drums in the second verse. You yeah, know? but all like weirdo drums. It's like laser drums and yeah. like cowbells and shit. Yeah, exactly. And there's... Okay, there's one sound effect, and I, I, I gotta find it, but like it's very like Donkey Kong Country. Okay. I think at one point it sounds like space basketball. The bit where it goes... Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I can hear that. I can see that in there. This is also the era of Space Jam, so maybe a little, yeah. little cross influence. Yeah. yeah. And they do have. There's a crowd now, crowd sound. Right. And they did that. Yeah, yeah as funny. suggested earlier, to me, it sounds like mostly women. Of course. As the cheerleaders. Yeah. Um. 
But uh, that, I mean, they could have easily, in the second verse, just like done the first verse again. Yeah, as many songs no do, particularly to... songs where it's like, just dance everybody, but no. They didn't. They didn't. All the they said, here, dance to these new weird sounds. Yeah. Um, next big important part is that, uh, that bridge slash breakdown. Yeah, I think it's a, a legit middle eight. Oh my god, Alex. I know. Um, you know we get excited for a middle eight on here. You know we do. Uh, not counting the power down and the power up, because it is bookended by powering in various directions. Right. You know, you get your... You know? Yeah. Both ends. And we already mentioned the powering back up when we were talking yeah. about the lyric. Coupled with people going, oh, like the yeah. rising vocal note. Yeah, well, that's the ri- a raising very the very exciting part. That's a very, that's an old, you don't hear that much nowadays. You hear the rising synth for sure. People? Too expensive. Not so much. Too expensive. You got to get all those people in the studio. You can't, hmm. can't be doing that. You can rent a synth for half that. I have no idea what a synth, <laughs> what that would cost. Doesn't matter. Probably less than half paying human yeah. beings. And then from there, we just bump it back to that, that big, big chorus action for the outro. There's more, like, I mean, the outro has more, like, rock your body right, and, like, all that stuff, you know, back up Yeah, you get lines. some Adam, everybody, everybody, rock your body, rock your body. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's the song, more or less. That's the song, more or less. Credit, what's your favorite outro. part of the song? What's my favorite part? Yeah, you heard me. My favorite part, maybe I'm going to be jumping the gun by saying this because it's more present in the music video, but where it has the extended instrumental dance ah, part. So that's a very interesting thing. See, oh. the US version of the track has an extended dance section. Yeah. So there are actually two versions of the music video, and the one that is on their official YouTube is the American version. Oh, I only yeah. watched one. Uh, did you watch the official one? Yeah. <laughs> and it's the, the American one. Okay. The one that's six minutes long. But I guess, is, is it just longer? Like it's extended? Like, is there yeah, any. It sounds yeah. like they kind of break it down, though. They, they actually take a section out and then extend a different section. It's quite strange. Huh. Um, I have it written here. US got the extended version, which cuts the bridge, but has an extended breakdown oh, section. Oh, yeah, the bridge isn't in there. That's such an exciting part of the song. Yeah. <laughs> So that is the extended cut, and that is what features in the hit music video directed by Joseph Kahn, who is in Korean-American film and music video director. Uh, so, interesting thing about this, partially inspired by Thriller, uh, but there's a quote here about Kahn's direction here. He says, it was important for the video to be racially diverse, which was a particular what? challenge in Los Angeles, where music was, quote, incredibly segregated, five years after the city's race riots. Quote, I went, we need to multiracially cast this. Kevin's going to dance with a black girl, and there's going to be an Asian girl and Hispanic girl. I need to mix this up and make sure this is the world that I want to see on screen, he told Billboard, he being con. The beautiful thing was that I don't think I ever discussed it with the Backstreet Boys. It's like they didn't even think about it. Kevin danced away with a black girl, and nobody blinked. At the time, it was hard to track down diverse dancers who were well-versed in hip-hop movies. But Con eventually recruited ex-fly girls from In Living Color. Oh, wow. Cool. I've yeah, so seen, not, maybe not yeah. the first thing you think of when no. you think of a Backstreet Boys music video, but uh, Joseph Kahn was on top of it. 
Um, the more recognizable hire here for people who are much older than me is, uh, of course, Antonio Huggy Bear Fargus of Starsky and Hutch fame, who plays the bus driver. I assumed that guy was famous, and I didn't look into it. Okay. But I was like, he's yeah, going to be he like right? He's famous to old something. folks for Starsky and Hutch. He's famous to young people for this music video. I wouldn't people, say he's I, mean, I wouldn't recognize him on the side of the street or anything. Well, that's what he gets recognized for, he says. He says he still gets recognized for this video to this day. Cute. <laughs> uh, and this music video won Best Group Video at the 1998 MTV Music Awards. Video Music Awards. They deserved it. I think that's a good music video. I think it's a good music video? I think maybe it's also one of the reasons why I really like this song, because it just looked like a fun party. Looked like a fun party. They do have a lot of fun with this. So it opens up they, with the bus driver taking him to a haunted mansion because the bus is broken down again. Yeah. The bus driver's smoking a cigarette, too. That is very 90s. Or is it a blunt? Is he smoking a cigar? I think it's a cigar. <laughs> yeah. It's a cigar. <laughs> so he tells the guys, like, like the bus broke down. I'm going to get it fixed. You guys just spend the night here. He'll be back. And then, so they all go to their separate rooms. Yeah, they just, like, go to this house and sleep in the rooms, and fucking Brian gets bit by something? No. Okay, is this a Godfather reference? Oh, with, like, the horse head under the bed? Except it's actually, uh, whatever he pulls out. It's like a a cat or a rabbit or something? I was like a baby seal. (laughs) I thought it was, like, a stuffed rabbit. Like, I think you can see (laughs) the ears. Anyway, and then just, like, because he screams... It's a Godfather yes. reference? I don't know. Uh, but then he... So then we get to see to what the spooky house looks like, and it's literally like a castle on a tower. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the it's the same mansion it was used in Casper. Was it actually? Yeah. Ah. Which I'm surprised, because I loved Casper, and I never linked those two together. Okay, I'm not surprised, because all the ghosts here seem pretty friendly. <laughs> I don't know if there's a single ghost. <laughs> That's how kind they are. They're not even showing up. So we, we flash out to the gate in front of the place. We learn it's a ballroom dance tonight. Which you think they would have seen. I guess they weren't paying attention when they were driving. And so this is where we get the extended like dance breakdown. Yeah. They're doing... It's, I guess supposed to be like... Ghoulish, like vampiric, but they just kind of look like pirate slash Renfair attendees. <laughs> I think the music video is the reason why it's got the Halloween reputation. Right? Yes, we we recently heard this on a Halloween playlist. Yep, and it's probably another reason why I was like, "Oh, let's do this song." Right, because it like the lyrics and the music. It's not overly spooky, but obviously, I guess, but you know, as long as there's music, they'll be coming back again, That's like zombies. Yeah, well, I it's, I mean, it's like it's horror themed, you know. But even like the ballroom dance theme, they clearly have like. Like they like it's fancy, like formal wear, except yeah. adapted for like I guess b boys, right? Like that's the uh, style where it's like be- like one item will be super baggy or ripped or something like that, but the rest of it right. is like f- formal adapted for one, like kind of horror, but also yeah, um, I guess R and B slash hip hop. R&B slash hip-hop. Yeah, that checks out, Alex. And I feel like it was very much the music of that time, like the R&B hip-hop, so they got to fit the style. Of course. Well, they are the style. They, well, they are the style, but they're more poppy, right? Yeah. But pop was R&B at the time. Yeah. R&B was pop. 
and also Swedish electronic music. <laughs> this is what these guys had backing them. So he must it must be a wolf because he turns into a werewolf, right? Maybe he's a giant rat man. He does turn into it seems to be a werewolf. Be a rat. Brian. Brian. Alex, I'm impressed with your knowledge of Backstreet Boys. I had to look well, I had to look up all the names to see who was what. Of course. Okay, you know. so we get shots of them as their new ghoulish selves. We get women in uh, red dresses, shots of old dudes. So one of them turns into a vampire, and he's in a coffin yeah, that these women are just that horny for. Is, um, ha- I believe that's Howie. That's Howie D. My Howie God, D. Alex. This is how we do it? Is his last name do it? Um, I wish. It is okay, not. Okay, fair. Uh, so we see him, then we see Doro. the Phantom of the Opera. AJ. Bulging out the side. That's AJ, of course. It's I should AJ. have known Alex. Yeah. Um, there's like a vampire's banquet that the, the Phantom is hosting. There's rats on the table. You gotta explain what rats are for the Albertan fans. So I think they're actually mice. They might not be rats. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one of them is, I guess, a mummy, but also in an Iron Maiden. Who's that? Yeah, I think that's, that's actually supposed cutters. to be a sarcophagus. Ah. But that is Nick. Yeah. And then one of them's a rich lizard man. Let's talk um, about that. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's a Jekyll and Hyde thing, and that's also Kevin. Ah, uh, that's why it's just one I thought it was a sweet Yeah, because it's one that. side and the other side, you know? One side is like a, just a guy with a bowler hat or whatever he's wearing. Right. But it was like a weird Batman, Harvey Dentman thing. Oh, yeah, like a... Two-Face. Two-Face, yeah. Yeah, but... No, incorrect. No. I'd be wrong. <laughs> so we see them in their outfits. They do backflips. They dance. They they play to the camera. It's fun. It's, it's so fun. much fun. It's a fun time. Yeah, they all kind of have their own like vignette area at this point. Yeah, and they're just like being monsters in various places. Yeah, we largely, have, uh, and they're dancing. Yeah, largely unimpeded by their monstrous appearances, which is impressive. Well, because, yeah, most of their monstrous appearances are just, like, a mask or rich person. <laughs> That's <clothes>. true. <laughs> That's true. Although, I mean, Werewolf, uh, Brian, like, he's got a pretty heavy, like, fur coat on. Although, I'm questioning whether he's actually doing some of the flipping, because you don't necessarily see his face. Ah, uh, you think they got a double in? I, I don't know why you would, necessarily, but uh, I, it's you very possible. You think the possible. Backstreet Boys weren't doing their own stunts? No, I just feel like it's supposed to be like them kind of dancing, and maybe he's like, yeah, I can do a backflip, which is cool, but also, like, maybe... It, yeah, it seems weird. Like, why would you get someone in and be like, let's make everyone think Brian can do a backflip? Yeah, especially when they were, like, a like if they were just, like, sit-down musicians, like, sit and strum an acoustic, I might be like, okay, yeah, maybe they're not physically fit enough. Right. These are young men who had to be dancing on stages for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. But, I mean, I could dance for an hour and a half. I couldn't do backflips. Professionally, though. <laughs> and sing at the same time. And sing. That's a lot yeah. of work. People are always wanking off Beyonce for doing that kind of stuff, so I don't see why the Backstreet Boys can't do backflips. Well, Beyonce doesn't have any personality, so she's got room for talent. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. L- little anti-Beyonce talk. Just gonna say, not my words. I didn't say it. I love her. Direct your hate to Poppy Threads pop up on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a hat. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the, the video. Hats. We get shots of them dancing around. A lot of flipping going on. Yeah. Well, because they, they reverse walls. it back, don't they? When they bring it down. Isn't everyone going to reverse? With oh, that there is sound? a ghost. There's a ghost in the video. Sorry, I don't There's mean to There's a ghost. Where's the ghost? Okay, 319. 
implied ghost. Is that when he's fighting the lady in the red dress? Um, there's a bit oh, where no. where Phantom of the Opera is oh, dancing, the ghost. and then there's like a like a transparent ghost face that comes in front yeah. of the camera and makes everything blurry. Okay, that makes sense. Brilliant. And so then after this, they wake up. We get to see the aftermath. They all talk about their dreams, which were separate, in which they became Hollywood horror creatures. And then they're like, "Wow, what a crazy dream!" And then the door opens up, and and the bus driver is either a zombie or a murderer. Okay, he's got blood on him. Yeah, I mean, zombie was my guess. That was mine too. Because he's got like scars and stuff, and he's like, oh, spooky. Maybe he's like a Freddy Krueger with the this decaying skin. What's Freddy Krueger? He's not a zombie. But he, Freddy Krueger would have been in their dreams. Has anybody done Ooh. Freddy Krueger crossed with John Cougar Mellencamp? Freddy Krueger Mellencamp? Yeah, something like that. And he's like, I don't know. It's wide open, man. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> There's a lot you could do there. You know, he's like, little pink house is for you and me, bitch. <laughs> he also says, uh, the one guy who was the uh, vampire who I believe, hang on, I have this written down, was Howie D. How we do um, it. How we do it. Pretty sure. He says, I was a Dracula. That's right. I wanted to talk <laughs> about this. Okay. What, is that the the earliest example of that joke? I don't know. I or know it's in community. Refer to, to vampires as a as a Dracula? I don't know, man. As opposed to just vampires? It's the earliest version I know. I only I tried to yeah. look it up and I couldn't. I was like, when did we start calling vampires? <laughs> Comedy Draculas? history. I just know, yeah, there's that one Halloween episode of Community where Troy says, I'm a sexy Dracula. That's right. Uh, And and just the internet at large has adapted that to, like, people, it's an internet joke to just call vampires Draculas. Yeah. Like, it's just a thing we do now. I didn't know this was a thing, but I accept it. Okay. Thank you for accepting it. That's all right. Anytime. There you go. Anti Beyonce, pro calling vampires Dracula. Credit you. <laughs> pro sexy Draculas. <laughs> pro sexy Draculas. Um, I'm pro talking about covers of everybody brackets Backstreet's back. If y'all are. Yes, I am. But I think first we got to talk about a cover that is actually called Axel's Back. You're right, Alex, and that's by the Axel Boys Quartet in 1990. I put five here. That's impossible. <laughs> I have nine. Ninety nine. <laughs> okay, that's probably what it is. <laughs> Am I everything you need? You better rock your body now, everybody. Oh, yes. Rock your body. Oh, yes. Everybody. So this is a group led by Axel Bolson, a former Danish TV host um, who hosted like a music program. Um, This music's described as easy listening. Mm. And uh, listen, Axel's back. So this is the first trend we'll see, which is people inserting their own band into the, the backstreet. Yeah, segment. I would expect it to happen more than it does, honestly. Because, yeah. I mean, they're specifically talking about themselves, the Backstreet Boys. And yet a lot of the covers just say Backstreet's back. Yeah, you should try and amp your own band up at yeah. that point. But what is Backstreet but just a state of mind, right? <laughs> That's true. Just Backstreet, the concept of Backstreet has returned. Backstreet. Has returned, but not here. Axel has no, returned he, here. That's but right. Then, with the, yep. Did Axel even return though? 
because I looked at it and where'd he go? Like this was his first album. Yeah, well, I'm the American audience now. I'm a bit confused. Well, maybe he returned from his work as a uh, Danish TV host. Maybe, maybe. It's like, um, like um, Alice in Wonderland. It's the, like uh, it's easy to have more if you can't, if you never had any. Is that my set a reference that lands? Um, there's, there's a line where yes, it says like, "Would you like more tea?" And she's like, "I've I haven't had any tea yet." And he's like, "Well, then it's a, very easy for you to have more because you haven't ever had any." Right. And he just puts like a little drop in there, and it's like it's more than you had before. Yeah. I don't know, man. So it's like he's back, that, but he never left. But like, it's easy for him to be back because he was never here in the first place. Even though that doesn't make any sense, man. That doesn't make sense though, because then it's harder for him to be back because he was never there. Because you have to leave to come back. That's right. You can never go back home, Alex. So. <laughs> He went through his own hero's journey. And he's Danish, so he's Beowulf? And also filled with fruit in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. But the song is also filled with fruit in the middle. That's not true. Um, Which is to say it's quite tasty and sweet. Yes, Alex, we got got world music going on here. Would that be accurate to say? Um, Yes. I would say... Fairly specifically, like India, which is not that specific, yes. I know, but I like the strings remind That's me more of more specific than the world. Yeah, it's more specific than the world. Like the strings remind me of like Toxic, which is a Bollywood yes. sample, you know. And uh, um, there's um, sitar and sitar. Yeah, tabla, I think specifically, which is like an Indian drum you play with your fingers. Okay, um, or, or something similar. Uh, but it's like that really fast drum because you just move your fingers, right? It does make me picture like the snake coming out of the the pot. You know when they play the music and yeah, it's like kind of like charmer. yeah, that's what it kind of reminds me of a little bit. But I can see how it's easy listening. It kind of sounds like it could be played on a boat party or something. I could be played on a boat party. Yeah, like a nice classy yacht party or something. Okay. Is the snake charmer also present at the yacht party? No, two different events. Two different events. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. Those strings. What a time those are. But let's let's break this down a little better. So we open up with that like sitar vibe, right? And those those finger drums. And then I am we of get course the second verse. guessing my assertion that is a tabla, but yeah, drums. Hey, Trumps. Listen, Alex, nobody <laughs> expects you to be a professional here. Nobody's paying you so you can be as wrong as you want to be Sweet. on the internet. Um, and then, yeah, we break into that that bass riff, but on that sitar. And then we do a sort of more call and response or just like break for the verse where it, everything stops. He goes, oh, my God. We're back, back again. again. Yeah, and it's very like slow in that way. And you said it was easy listening before, and yeah, it has that feeling, but like kind of fusion easy listening. Yeah, like yeah. vocally it's easy listening, but instrumentally it is not. Yeah. It's difficult listening. No. <laughs> I'm having a tough time with this one. I know. Um <laughs> I like the the backup vocals too, because there's like female backup vocals for the um the pre-chorus section pre-chorus. where he says like am i original and they're like ah yes ah, yeah. that's right and that's when you get those strings coming in doing that dun, 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 dun. i thought that was a good build on those it's cool i mean there's some yeah, yeah cool sounds on this yeah 
and then Rocky Body, right? Um, I write here that we get a sort of scratchy percussion bridge to the second verse. Oh yeah, there's that like sounds like one of those things where it's a stick you rub against something, or maybe it's one of those ones where you twist your wrist. Yeah, 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 yeah. All kinds of that stuff. All kinds of that going on. Now I call the second verse spacey. Why would you? Well, that's the 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 ladies. Which we uh, uh, discussed yes. previously. No, they yeah. okay, yeah, they sing lead it's, in the second verse. My concern was Google Docs capitalized spacey for me. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's here. <laughs> Watch out. Doesn't look like that's the case, but we're, we're all right. But yeah, they I definitely go cool to like Yes, and here we get Come On and Yield. They the guy sings it? That when they both say it. Wave your hands like you just don't care. Because he also, like, echoes the ends of their lines. If you want to party, let me hear you yield. It Come on and yield. It does kind of sound like they say yield, but I don't know, because, like, they're Danish, right? Is that just an accent thing? I think it's just an accent thing and, like, a, probably just reading as opposed to, and like Greta said, like, the way they say yell in the original isn't really... It's not really yell. It's, yeah, it's not straightforward. That's you true. Use it in an English class, like, yeah. <laughs> like this is how you say yell. So well, I like that's not a rhyme. Yeah. Although I did like the idea of "come on and yield" as like a a weird command from a performer to his come audience. Come on and yield. If you want to field. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, it's like it's like yield to me, the performer, and, and rock your body because I tell you to. You know that kind of thing. But that's not what's going on here. What we got going on here. Danish people sight reading the word yell. Yeah. Yeah. And what else? Oh, what else? There's more sections. Well, there's more sections here. We got, I mean, the, the middle eight thing again. Uh, Axel, yeah. back to Axel. Um, it's, of course, like drop down. Axel's back, of course. Lots of backup vocals yeah. on that outro. What else is it? There's a gong at the end. I'm there is blazing a gong. through this, not on purpose. Alex is blazing. <laughs> I've been blazing through this. Um, so, you know, I, 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 uh, if anyone else has anything to say. Yeah, that gong comes in me. at the end. It also comes in around 2, like 2.35, maybe. Two gong. Two gong. Because that takes us into a different section. We hit that gong. And then he tells us, everybody everywhere. We're back into that, yeah. that kind of vibe. But it's cool. Like, as much as it's, like, it's mostly swapping things out at first, they do actually kind of try a few things, and they keep their style consistent, at least, like, to my ears. Yeah. Um, and they manage to keep cool it harmonies. pretty rich with the percussion and, yeah. like, the instruments they're using. And, like, there's a lot of, like, swagger in the original, right? Because you got to be confident to be like, hey, we're back, everyone, let's party about it. Um, yeah. And this has some swagger, but it's a different. It's a different brand of swagger. It's like classy like, swagger. I feel. Yeah. This I mean, obviously they they got swagger. suits on. This is your yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, um, well, maybe yeah. even my great granddad. I don't Could have be. Danish heritage, but you know German, so close enough. Mm. Yeah, it's different, but I think they make it work. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good version. Axel's back, all right. All Listen, right. As far as I'm concerned, Axel never left. 
Uh, it was really fun to try and look up a music video for this and just get links to like Kingdom Hearts videos, <laughs> where it's like Axel comes back in this scene. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Glad to see it. Now we're going to talk about a group with a name that's pretty good, and that name is Thrill Collins. Oh yeah. The year is 2010. Am I everything you need? You better rock your body right, everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Rock your body. Yes. Some Brits. These guys are a British acoustic trio. We got Robbie Peart on, or Pert rather, on guitar and vocals, Peter Harper on cajon and vocals, cajon. and Andrew Lansley on double bass and vocals. Now, these, yeah, guys, these guys do the ska, lounge, jazz, and skiffle. Skiffle. They do yes. Skiffle music. It's a fun name. It's a fun name. It's Alex. Break down skiffle for all us. Who I don't, don't really skiffle. understand it very well. All I know is you play the acoustic guitar real fast. Yeah, it's like a it's so it's like a predecessor to rock and roll in some ways, right? It is. Uh, it's like a folk based genre. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it was. I know it was very popular in in the UK, like prior to big like rock and roll invasion kind of thing. Right. Um. I remember I seeing a, a clip from an old British show where they're like, here's a young boy who plays skiffle music. And they're like, what's your name, son? He's like, I'm James Page. So that was Jimmy Page when he was really young. Okay, yeah. Playing I knew he was skiffle a skiffle music. player. Yeah. Uh, Greta, what do you have to tell us about skiffle? Um, I did look at it on Wikipedia, and it had a bunch of different things, like different music genres it encompassed, but it was folk, blues, jazz, country. Blue like A little weird. It's an everybody it's, dance. It's mix. cosmic American music. Yeah. Uh, as I forget the guy's name would call it. <laughs> but yeah, these guys, and, and on their live video of this, they describe it in their description as skiffle music. So this is, we're skiffling in the year 2010, which seems absurd, but here it is. So what does skiffle sound like in this case? Acoustic. A little boring. A little bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I. You don't I like those little mouth noises too. at the beginning. The the yeah, that's it. Sounds like a like they would have like a talk box going, you know. But they're just may or or a harmonica, but like they're just making like blah blah sounds. Yeah, and then a wolf howl briefly, which yes. is maybe There's a reference a to the music howl. video. Maybe. Unless that's a skiffle staple. Which itself has a reference <laughs> to the Godfather, so it's a Godfather reference? Of course, By yeah. proxy? No. But it's um, pretty simple, because yeah, so really, they just got those three guys, right? And it's like yeah. acoustic guitar, upright bass, and like cajon. So it's like... Yeah. It's very simple, like acoustic version. They strum that guitar, they pluck that bass, they smack yeah, that cajon. It's a classic walking bass. Um, kind of a tinny drum kit. I don't know if that's like a skiffle thing, but it's really like snare heavy. Oh, they do have that going on too. Oh, do have that going on. But yeah, pretty plain. Um, not awful. We've heard worse. It didn't grab me all that much. Yeah, but it has, yeah, it has that bluegrass feeling. We've heard, I think, more interesting, but I do like that name, Thrill Collins. Thrill Collins, yeah. If only they could live up to it. Yeah, I wasn't thrilled. 
I wasn't thrilled. No, it didn't really change much, the song. And I won't be Collins them back for another another song. (laughs) Great, anything else to say before we move on? I did like watching them perform it live better than listening to it on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Um, What was so gripping about that? It just seemed funner. It seemed like they were more into it. This one, they seem like they're trying to tame and be like polished and sing it perfectly mm. then the live one they were just kind of having fun okay did they spin the the upright bass at any point he might have at one point oh shit um no it's it's all right but i feel like it can easily get lost yeah and it is about to get lost because we're about to talk about the next act the nannies in 2011 The nannies, swing, jive, rock and roll. Yes, they're German, founded in 2004. And they are, as Alex described them, swing, jive, and rock and roll. Although I, I wouldn't feel know how to like, describe jive. I feel like we've been talking about a lot of German novelty groups lately. And that's only Yeah, this week and last week, it's been increase. heavy on the German novelty. <laughs> There's always Germans covering things. But you got to remember that the Backstreet Boys were originally a German sensation. That's true. This is like an international hit, and particularly Germany. And I mean, yeah. last we talked about when we talked about My Sharona, which is what I'm referencing as well. Like that's also a big international hit. So yeah, you massive. get a big international hit, you're going to get covered by German novelty bands. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. It's how it goes. And these guys, yeah, there was a point listening to this, I was like, oh no, this is just like. Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox, but they're German guys instead. That's probably ultimately what it is. Because it really has that, like... I mean, there's even some, like, siren sound effects in the start where, like, we're in a speakeasy kind of thing, you know? Like, it's, yeah. this, it's this very... It's, it's very broad as well, as far as, like, pastiches go of Americana. Yeah, it's meant to be, like... Because, like, swing, yeah, jive, red, rock and roll, that's, like, four decades. Yeah, combined. And also Big prohibition. on that horn. So they have like yeah. really thrown back to prohibition. But, I mean, all that said, I gotta say, I love the main riff on the saxophone. Yeah, sounds great. That's great. They really bluesed it up a bit. Yeah. Like it's a pretty classic descent. Well, they're, yeah, they're really swinging, right? Is this the one mm-hmm. that straightens out? No, that's later. Okay. No, this is the one. I like how they, this is the they one. say the, the years. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! My favorite part is the second time around. He asks if he's sexual, and they say, "Oh no!" Yeah, they say, "Oh no!" Oh no! Oh no! no. Um, I think I'll be saying, "Oh yeah," like that for a bit now. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. (laughs) Um, the other thing they do in this version is in the pre-chorus, right at the end, they they're like really swinging it, and then at the end, they go very straight. Everything you need, you better rock your body. So right. it's a very like different feel right at the end, and then that leads you into the chorus. Everybody, yeah, because they swing. Yeah, that's a good way to, to move us. Because yeah, the swing is very apparent mm-hmm. in the the rhythm, and then they yeah flatten that out. That's pretty neat. Um, um the bass line I want to comment on. Comment on it. Um, what's interesting about it is it it's different, 
and it's like kind of a classic bass line. It's like boom, 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 yeah, boom, but which is like like everywhere, like I like Aladdin, you know. Oh yeah, I know how to play that on bass because it's yeah. very easy to play. But like when you listen to it matched up with the original like bassline riff thing, it's like like they fit like like the original is like yeah. based off of that frame so it's kind of cool that they like took basically the skeleton of it and just like re-implemented it yeah just, no just it's, stripped it's pretty it down cool how way. well it it fits how it, like yeah. retrofitted to this hit song mm-hmm. um speaking of retrofitting they also in verse two give us glasses clinking and laughter instead of like yep. your pop audience sound effects so we get that Again, that old-time speakeasy vibe. So they're taking yeah. parts from the original, even something as small as audience noises, and refitting that in their their swing, jive, rock, and roll context. Yeah. I feel like you deal with them. Yeah. Jiving oh, yeah. and a rock and rolling. Jiving yeah, and a rock kind of live feeling. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, the, of course, the breakdown's a bit of doo-wop action on this with a guitar arpeggio. Yeah, and they slow way down. And yeah, yes. just play that guitar arpeggio and like it's all vocals with that ooh wah wah, all that. Yeah. Oh, and they even like yeah, they do the like group build a chord thing at the end. Uh, That's right. Doo wah, wah wah. So yeah, they've got at least a pretty good understanding of what people understand the genres they're drawing from to be. Yeah, and they put a pretty dynamic performance of this song on. I think it's pretty solid for being one of these throwback covers. I I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was very solid. Um, another shout out of one element right at the very very end, spy chord. Yeah, the fucking spy chord. Yeah. Suddenly, it's a James Bond. Yeah, film. No, it's a Bond theme. So yeah, very very broad, but. Yeah. Pretty cool. But what I spy with my little eye, Greta, unless you have anything else to say about these guys? Um, no, nah, the nannies was, it was fine. It was good. It was fine. It was good. Yeah. But it's, you know who's back? It's the baseballs in 2016. It's the baseballs. What's this? Another German band with an Americana pastiche theme? Unheard of. Yeah, back to back, baby. Um, these yeah, so German rock and roll band formed in Berlin in 2007. They do 50s and 60s inspired covers. Would you look at that? Wow. Their big hit in Europe was their version of Rihanna's Umbrella. Was oh, it? I didn't even listen. Similarly to that. modified, name wise. I would imagine so. Did I listen to it? No. Why would I do that? I was really hoping this would be just based on their name and the fact that they're they're calling it like the baseball's back, all right? That it was going to be like big fucking baseball organ and then just them being like baseball's back, all right? And that'd be it. <laughs> just the ba- just bad. the organ. Yeah, just let's like get you hyped for baseball for a little MLB, you know? Yeah, I was expecting more, like, specific baseball stuff, and then I realized the band name was just, like, they're talking about themselves. Yeah, they're talking about themselves. They must have been a baseball team or something at one point. Yeah. No, maybe. 
Why else would you call yourself the baseballs? Because it's you're German, and um, you go, what's a big piece of Americana? Baseball. Let's call ourselves the baseballs because we do American-inspired covers of things. Mm, okay. It's. I mean, you could be right, though. I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what these guys' origin is. It does have a lot of energy, this one, though, once the music comes in. and. Yeah, and I really... I'm just noticing the twang on his vocals. Oh my god, we're back again. Yeah, it's very, very like Elvis. it's very like Buddy Holly, yeah, Elvis Presley style. Yeah, singing. Buddy Elvis. Yeah. Um but yeah, this one, I mean it's it's a similar idea to the previous one, but stylistically there's definitely um some distinction. This is more like rockabilly stuff. Yeah, more rockabilly. You get those really click clack, like sticky percussion. Yeah. And then the boom 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 walking bass line. Um, some of that like overdrive kind of slap back sound on the guitar, just like very quick single echo sort of sound. Yeah. Yeah. Real, yeah. Real rockabilly stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're like the nannies is like, this is an era that has passed that we can recreate in the present. The baseballs feel like rockabilly isn't dead brother kind of <laughs> music where they're like, we can do it, but with overdriven guitars and, and modern fixings. A little bit. Yeah, it's pretty retro. Does that make sense to you, Alex? Um, just like, in terms of like the modernness, yeah. what struck you as particularly modern? Um, just the, even things like the chorus, the style that it's done in is very like, we are a modern rock band. It's not really a, like if it was a Buddy Holly or an Elvis Presley, they would be, I think, styled a little different. I guess so. I guess like the big thing is, we have access to like 16 track recording equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and that we sort have of thing. access to like more yeah. refined. Uh, like, like if this was the 50s or 60s, that we would have like one guitar and like a singer and the drums would be across the room. All yeah, that. exactly. The yeah. drums would be in the studio down the street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it, it does really have that modern throwback feel to it. I get guitar licks in here and stuff. It's like, it's, it's, it's very gimmicky. Feels gimmicky. I, I just keep remembering this guy in Calgary. I saw who I just, I don't like rockabilly. I never have, I guess it's been a, it's been a sticking point on this show that I think rockabilly is bad. And I guess that's the distinguishing feature between this version and the nannies is that these guys are rockabilly. They for sure are. Uh, <laughs> did you both watch, the video of them performing it. Um, I did not. Alex, did um, yeah, I watched some of it. Just like them on stage performing. And there's like so yeah. many members. Yeah, there's so many members. <laughs> and they only put the three singers at the front, really. And they were like, I don't know. They just annoyed me a bit. But what <laughs> part I thought was funny is they broke it down later in the song and they were trying to get the guys to sing like an ah and then right. the girls do the ah no they do yeah yeah and it was just horrible <laughs> <laughs> well it reminded me was it Jacob Collier that you guys yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of that because he was like no only the men only the men sing and the women are like when is it our turn and then the woman come in, and it's just kind of weak, and then they start singing the chorus again, but they want everyone to keep singing their parts. It's too much. It's too complicated. It's too complicated, and I don't like how they look. 
<laughs> yeah, the, the rockabilly look. Okay, so so the more the more I think about your comment of like where it feels more modern but also old, the more I agree with it because like watching that video, they kind of have like the pompadour s- hairstyle, sort of like greasy, slicky yeah. hair, but like they're wearing very much like modern clothes. Like some of them have like a button up on, which looks more convincing, but they're not really all in costume. It seems, it almost mm-hmm. seems like a half measure a lot of the time. And all the main guys are using some mad steroids. Yeah, they're all jacked. for sure up front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're right. The, pe- the dudes in the back are wearing the shirt and tie getup, which is like very throwback style. But they're mm-hmm. kept in the shadows, though. I don't get that. Exactly. Like- and so you got the three up front dressed more like pop singer style or just like modern jacked dude style. Yeah, she's just like wearing jeans and a t-shirt. But like yeah. it's a striped t-shirt, so it doesn't look old school. Mm-hmm. If it was white t-shirt, maybe. Maybe, yeah, there's there's ways you could do it, but... Yeah, it's, I wasn't that, like, against these guys until we started talking about them and realized what we were talking about. His jeans are too tight. I think that's what it yeah. is. His jeans are too uh, tight too for tight this. Jeans. If those are even it's jeans. Douchey looking, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They just... I feel like they'd be a headache to hang out with, those guys. The three main guys, anyway. Yeah. Because I like, the song was fine enough to listen to, but once I watched that video, I was like, ugh. <laughs> like, I'm done. Uh. Um, yeah, so it's high energy. It's, uh... It's forced. It's, it's very it's, forced. It's more, yeah, it's more <laughs> guitar-focused than whereas the last one let that horn riff really shine through. These guys do still have a horn doing that, that yep, uh which that I think is cool. There. Which, um, yeah, is cool. Um, but it's a bit cooler on the previous one. I'll say that. Yeah, I think so too. And that might be just because we heard that version first. But also, I think, you know, I think I like the other one more. Um, yeah, anything else on this? Not really Next. from me. All right. <laughs> this one's old news, and that's why we're talking about Jonathan Young in 2017. Old young Jonathan Young. Jonathan, yeah, not not Jonathan, uh, J- not JY. Not JY. Is that a different guy? I'm realizing that's James Young, and I'm just talking nothing nonsense. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. I think okay. this is a different Jonathan Young though, like an actor or something. This is Jonathan Jonathan Young, a DIY musician, songer, writer, whoops, songwriter, songer. singer, multi. <laughs> he's one of those songers, multi instrumentalist and YouTuber. He produced the first ever Magic: The Gathering soundtrack. He's done music for Beyblade, oh. Dragon Ball, Ernie Ball, which is a like bass company. They do strings. I know that. Yeah, and others. Ernie Ball. Yeah. Got two million subscribers on YouTube. Two squillion? It's a big deal. It's a lot. Yeah. And he's got uh like Skyrim Iron Helmet on in the album artwork. Yeah. So he's like Yeah, he does popular covers, so yeah, it covers everything. He's been described as YouTube's heavy metal Disney villain. Okay. (laughs) That would explain why I feel like this version doesn't go as hard as it could. It should Uh go harder, right? It should go harder. Yeah, he's a little bit soft around the edges because it sounds to me like he can't decide between doing an updated pop cover with video gamey synth or like a real like get the growl on fucking heavy metal cover well it's guitar fusion gent core 
That's true. He does play a kitar. Um, although I don't really know why kitar is in the genre because it's just an instrument. Yeah, it's just an instrument. But he does call it kitar fusion gent core. Um. <laughs> so anyway, my this one is like the vibe of this one. What I'm going to call it? No style. Maybe style or vibe. Fill in the blanks with whatever makes the most sense. Seems to me like it's a bit. It's a bit dated. I I know it's 2017, so it it is older. But like, it's the very. It reminded me of the movie. Uh, well, we watched the sequel, but Iron Sky, where like there's dinosaurs and they fight Nazis and there's lasers oh, and yeah. so it's like high tech, but also like dinosaurs. And it kind of reminded me of that, which is like it's fun, but it's a bit. It's a bit dated. Right, and it is a bit like relying too much on its premise, maybe, or at least Iron Sky was, because like the actual content wasn't any good. Mm. It was relying on the ridiculousness of the premise to kind of lift up whatever schlock they put in there. But you kind of so it, it kind of has that. But you know, lack of follow through. I don't know about lack of follow through. I mean, I think he's totally into it, and and it requires that if you want to stick that. You have to believe in it 100% because it's very earnest. I think he does believe it. He's, I think he he's does, proud yeah. of what he does, yeah. Which and is good. And even when he's performing it in a video, he's putting a lot of energy into it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I just think, like, like love even his... the style, personally. Guitar, like, that synth style on the guitar is very specific. And it, it doesn't really mesh with his vocal performance. Just like the, the elements don't really go. It's, it's like grabbing a lot of different things. It's like trying to mash them together yeah. to see if it works. And it doesn't necessarily There's two things work, I could see working with I'm that hearing? guitar synth. One of them is Journey. And the other is okay. um, like, like 80s video games. Yeah. It has that feeling to it. Which I think I wrote down somewhere. And then his, like his regular vocal track kind of tries to be heavy metal but still clean but it's also he does both in this one right like it goes back like he does does, both but like his growl his lyrics and his growl isn't that dirty and his clean vocals aren't that clean i think they're pretty clean you know like he sounds like like he's a good singer he's a good singer sure yeah i just don't think he i think everything here is misaligned it's like when you see those new buildings where they intentionally have like just like the fucking shitty blocks of color that look like they should form a straight line, but they don't, so it just looks like shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen some misaligned windows. Everything is misaligned intentionally, and it doesn't sound good because it's misaligned. <laughs> That's my opinion, though. What did you think? Did you, did you like this version, Greta? What, did you fucking like it? I did. I think I liked it because it's very different to the last few ones we listened to right that's true it's the first one that's like not a novelty act i guess yeah so it stuck out for that i liked um when they had the screaming parts in and they kind of like stuttered cut out when he was saying i'm sexual yeah that was fun yeah but then i just i think i just wanted him to go a bit harder i wanted a bit more screaming in there i think yeah like um. we just get that screaming in a minute and a half in, which is sure that's fine, but it's like, yeah, I think it's underutilized in the first two. And I mean, yeah. the difficulty is when you take the song out out of a more danceable genre, it becomes more difficult because I think a lot of this song is about the joining in and dancing, even yeah. though you can still participate in metal. 
Um, yeah, you can I, I don't do know a little heat banging. Same, same effect. Maybe it does. Yeah. And I, I liked how when they're doing the chorus, they've got the, the angry, screaming burp singing along with the nice singing. Yeah, when it has both. I kind of, I mean, it's similar to the original because the original has multiple Backstreet Boys harmonizing. And now he's kind of yeah. replaced that with he's growling and he's also singing clean. Yeah, I think I've heard that technique work better on different covers we've talked about over the years. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a ton it's to say that. about this one. I don't know. Not, I wasn't crazy about this version, but... Uh, I think the individual pieces were fine on their own, but I think together it's no good. And there is a music video. Yeah, it's just him playing the instruments in his studio, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's two guys, though. Two guys? I think it's just someone different doing the screaming. No, I think it's still him. There are two guys in this video, though. There's like two hairstyles. Yeah. One is covered by a hat shirt. But there's like, there's like I assume him playing the guitar and sometimes singing, and then another guy wow. who likes to hold his mic upside down. <laughs> we sure that's not just him? I, I think you think one of them has a beard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm with Alex. They're off. different guys. Listen, I didn't pay and that much attention to the music. One is together. blonde and one is not. You can change your hair color between takes. I think it's a different guy. <laughs> Listen here, you fucking <laughs> <rats>. <laughs> You can wear a mask, okay? You can wear stilts. Yeah. It's definitely a different guy. Okay, yeah, that is a different guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the I mean, screamy vocals do seem to be a different person. Yeah. Well, good for a screamy guy. And they're committed to it. A lot of energy. He also calls it polka core. What do you think about that, Alex? This is polka core? It says, Jonathan Young's Kitar Fusion Gent Polka Core cover of Backstreet's Back. I did not hear the part he's referring to when he says Polka Core. What, no. is, what is that? So Polka is accordion music in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Polka, I mean, it's a music genre. It's like a dance. It's often in three, four time. I don't think it always is, but. This, I don't think oh, hey, it was that. released on April Fool's. Does that change anyone's opinion of this? <laughs> no. Mm. Out of context? No. Cool. All but right. maybe. What about in maybe context? Maybe in context. I mean, what, what do the comments say? The comments say, when your soul is metal, but your girlfriend loves Bax's Street Boys. Yeah, that's what the comments say. One of those, like, like guys, I know it's an April Fool's song joke, but, like, it fucking slaps shit. Let's be real. It's so fucking good. Did Me say though? you failed this as an April Fool's Day prank because this was enjoyable AF. So maybe it was a prank. In maybe which case, I don't know. I feel like great, but I, I'm not part I of this like community. I feel like this falls to our category of musical comedy where it's like, I don't get it. Right. Because the joke is that he doesn't like the song, or the joke is that he does like the song. Yeah, or that he did an okay job. Like, I don't. Listen, you guys want comedy and music look to the genre of ska where you oh. just make puns in your name and that's why we're talking that's about Skamelian in 2018 Am I everything you need you better rock your body now everybody rock your 
Bow makes another German ska band after a talking about ska cover combo from Germany. Yes. Yeah. And this talk about chaos last week. Chaos last week, and it's Scamillion this week. Only thirty-three thousand YouTube subscribers compared to Jonathan Young's two thousand. Guys, we got two million. Sorry, (laughs) those are rookie numbers. (laughs) So this one, nine pieces, apparently, maybe the most simple version I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to, I mean, they're lush with Germans, but not sounds. Lush with Germans. <laughs> Germans abound so, here. So are we. Um, yeah, there are a lot of members, including two vocalists. Yes. One male and one female. Um, and That's they kind of right. like trade off and then sing together. Um, but what's weird, what's weird, I, the female vocals were like not quite there. Like they were bad, but I feel like they, they're, they're going for some grit that doesn't quite hit. Yeah, I, I felt like it was kind of soft. Like. Yeah, she needs to, like, hit that diaphragm a little harder, you know? Yeah. Something. Something. Maybe just compression. Just put compression on it. I don't know. Yeah, put compression on it. It probably is. Because, uh, yeah, I will say that the fucking bass riff on this rocks. Like, that's good. Yeah, and I mean, it's other than that, like, we I, I mentioned uh, this song works well in dancey genres, and you can for sure dance to ska. Um, yeah, some good horns in the music video. You know, got that skank in there. And the horns there. do the the yeah yeahs, don't they? Yeah, they go yeah, yeah. which is fun. I think it yeah. works. Uh, we get a guitar skank, of course, because it's of course. ska music. You gotta have a skank. Ska music, third wave ska, baby. It's got to be energetic and also ska. Yeah, self self definition. Yeah, so I'd like. It's good. It's catchy. It's ska. I'm just like shocked at how small the sound is for allegedly being nine pieces. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if, like, sometimes ska has that problem. And I almost wonder if it's like an overcorrection because when you have a horn section, it's possible to just blow everything out with that right. and go like way too hard. So I almost wonder if, like, trying to dial that in a little bit, you go a bit too far, maybe. Yeah. Just a, yeah, you got just two singers, I don't you've know. got a bassist, a drummer, a guitarist. That's five members there. And then, what, four on the horns? That's pretty big. I guess, yeah, when you're a ska band with a horn section, you need a lot of members. But there's yeah. lots. Well, there you go. So, so maybe they did just reel in the the horn section on this. I think the horns is the best part, though. It could be more. Horns and bass. That's what I kind of anyway. off for, and that's what these guys deliver. Yeah, they have yeah. that. It's maybe a bit lacking in some other categories, but ultimately, and what are those solid as far as ska goes? Well, I meant this, like this, the the female vocals are a little questionable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not bad. Just maybe a bit out of out of depth. Yeah, they're just uh, they're not hitting the big because there is a lot of emphasis on big notes in this from these guys a lot of staccato Mm -hmm. so it it is a lot of like emphasis and punch and her vocals are not delivering that same experience yeah but there is an experience to be had in the music video oh yeah is it an experience i mean you watch it and you experience something 
It's it was obviously what do you experience I'm assuming as a music it was for video? like a Halloween event, right? What's that, Greta? Oh wait, is this? I thought it was. I don't it know. Looks like a, it, it's mostly them in Halloween costumes, yeah, and like some live footage, but also them in black space, like hanging D- out, dancing? dancing sometimes. One of them's a jester. I think that's kind of fun though. You get to see each member and what they want to do. Yeah, all one of them's them. a skeleton. Or more of a skeleton yeah. than normal. One of them's a, a sexy uh, clone trooper or something. <laughs> clone trooper? Yeah, at like 23 seconds in. Oh, jeez. <laughs> a Boba Fett, maybe? Are they a Boba Fett? A sexy Boba Fett? <laughs> uh, I they believe look like that they're is having Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma. Yeah, yeah, okay, that would check out with the time period here. Captain Orgasma, am I right? Hey. Hey. Ah. Oh. Yeah, you get to see them play their instruments. You get to see them dancing in costumes. It's an experience. You get to see the audience dancing to the ska music. So, Alex, you're right. Danceability is there. Yep. They're kind of jumping a lot. Um, yeah, pretty classic. Do you think they're in Halloween costumes because that's their thing or because they're doing everybody by it's Backstreet Boys? It's unclear. Has- I think black and white is their theme. Okay. Because every picture, like that even the, the album yeah. covers black and white. Right. They're dressed in black and white. I mean, even the shoes are either like black and white checks, or these are just black. Or no, they're white. The opposite yeah. of black what and I white said. is their their thing. Okay. And then coincidentally, it's a Halloween show. I don't the know. only colors that guy's fake pirate. Pi- fake pirate. Fake parrot. He's a pirate. <laughs> he's not a real pirate, Alex. You're right. It's a costume. I mean, he's a fake pirate, but so the parrot's also fake. Yeah, the parrot on his shoulder. It's red. It's not black and white. Oh man, I'm having struggling. Okay, no worries, Alex, because I'll tell you something that is black and white, and that's our final verdicts. Yeah. Which we're getting into now. There's never there any ambiguity in our today. final verdicts. No ambiguity. Oh, I don't know why you invited me then. The worst version, <laughs> the best version, and um, the, the most danceable version? The most know, inclusive version? Most inclusive version? Because it's everybody. Sure, the most inclusive version <laughs> is our third category. Uh, Greta James, you are our guest, so yes. you'll start us off. What is the worst version of this and why? Um, I think the worst is Thrill Collins for me. Um, bit boring. Mm, more of a chill Collins? More of a chill Collins. More of like a nil Collins, if you will. Because there's nothing there? Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. uh, um, but to be fair, like some of them did bleed into each other for me. Who bled? Who were the bleeders? So the bleeders were Thrill, you guys might hate me, but Nannies, Baseballs, <laughs> and even Scamillion. Like, if I just put those four on a playlist, I, I would believe if it was the same song the whole time. Hmm. Hmm. I know there's different, very clear different factors to them, but I wasn't crazy about them. Okay. But yeah, Thrill Collins... Thrill Collins, sorry, the worst. Thrill Collins, the worst. Alex, what's what's it going to be for the worst? Oh, it's Thrill Collins for me, too. Um, there's just, I don't know, it's kind of, kind of a boring version. Um, I didn't really like their gimmick, which is maybe Skiffle. Um, I didn't love Jonathan <laughs> Young either, and I had to kind of pick between those, but I think ultimately it's Thrill Collins. Yeah, I think Thrill Collins I forgot about as we were <laughs> continuing the episode. So that's generally not a good sign, yeah. so I'm going to give it to them as well. Okay, Greta, Mrs. Mrs. Hardass, what's the best version then? It's... It's got to be the Backstreet Boys. It's the Backstreet Boys, clearly. Um, It's 
kind of between Jonathan Young and the nannies to me. I thought you just said the nannies bled in with everything. It else. did, but the nannies. But you liked everything. I else, liked. So that was a good thing. I think the nannies get your story. Shut up. I think the nannies <laughs> did good. I think they did a fun song, and if it was just them, I would like it. I think the only reason Jonathan Young standing out to me is because it is very different to all the other covers. Mm, I guess I'm forgetting about Axel though. I think I think I'm just gonna zone in on Jonathan Young. I'm gonna get some slack for that, but some flack, not slack. Slack is us being okay. Oh, no slack. (laughs) Give me slack. Only flack. Only flack here. Um, garbage choice, Greta. <laughs> Let's hear just for best version. Uh, mine is the nannies. I really liked uh, their execution on their gimmick, um, which again is very, very broad. But like they, they touched on a lot of things. But it being this sort of past nostalgia thing, nostalgia has a way of just mixing the past into one big pot, and that pot is the soup they have presented. Us with good soup. Is that metaphor checkout? Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Listen, I'm, what's I'm your favorite? The metaphor checkers. It's really good. Um, Alex, I'm gonna back you up on the nannies. I thought it was good. Uh, to, you you to liked their group. their soup as well. Yeah, I thought it was a fine broth. Um, really, <laughs> they put it on the pot for the right amount of time, just the right amount of different spices and ingredients, which are of course genres: swing, jive, and rock and roll. Served with garlic bread? Um, yeah, served with just, you know, a nice crisp piece of garlic bread. You know, uh, great for dipping. And I love to dip into this version of Everybody Backstreet's Back by the Nannies. <laughs> uh, Greta, what's the most inclusive version of this? Uh, most inclusive, I feel like I'm going to go with Scamillion because there's so many of them. And even though they're kind of boring, I think they'd be fun to hang out with. There you have it. Scamillion inclusive. Alex? Inclusivity. I mean, one of the big things about the original was the inclusivity of the video. So it gets points for that, I'm sure. But I mean, you know, the Jonathan Young version has two whole guys in it. So that's pretty inclusive. (laughs) Two different white guys. Yes, Two different white guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And the baseballs version had a shockingly large number of people on the stage. Um, But I mean, they didn't have two guys in the music video. So it's got to be Jonathan Young. Hey, that's the way to do it. Um, you know what's inclusive? World music, specifically music from maybe India. And that's why the Axel Boys Quartet is getting it in there. That's fair. That is fair. It's the only right choice, and I made it. Thank you. <laughs> um, you got different opinions, similar opinions. Want to talk about a version we didn't talk about? Hit us up on, I guess, Twitter for now. We're still on Twitter. Uh, Twitter's going south real quick. We'll let you guys know if we... <laughs> Jump platforms. But come you, you can get verified now. Only eight bucks a month. Only eight bucks a month, and we can be verified. We can wow. start shilling to the alt right. We could That's take a slightly take a less than hundred dollars a year. Just start talking about Ted Nugent songs nonstop. <laughs> all Ted Nugent, all day, all day. Cover mm. Ted Nugent. <laughs> it's, uh, I would come us. down with a cat scratch fever. Hey, hey, hey. I would. Uh, Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're still on Twitter for now. Um, at Jake Lacresti, at some Alex Wise Guy, hashtag CoverMePod, talk to us there. Or you can email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Send us comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. We're always listening to you folks. We listen. We like your little tweets. Sometimes we retweet them, not often. 
We're nice people. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. As of recording, I'm going to have to check this up because I didn't actually, I don't pay attention. But I imagine we're still at 3.8 on Spotify because nobody listens this far into the episode. But if you've listened this far, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to listen to us and then give us a five. Just get us above the, the 4.0 marks. Just hit us with some five stars and then email us and call us little turds or something. It's fine to do that. Great to I mean, do that. It's great encouraged. to do that. I'm, it's, it is encouraged. Um, if you want to follow Greta James, yes, do so on Instagram at Poppy Threads Pop Up. Poppy Threads Pop Up. Also can, on Facebook, Poppy Threads. Also Facebook, Poppy Threads. Um, keep an eye out. We've got some really cool gear this winter. Some fur bucket hats, nice cozy scarves. Yeah. So if you find yourself in Vancouver's West End. On the corner of Robson and Denman. Come say hi. Come say hi. Of course, the promo code is CoverMe5 for a free high five with your purchase. (laughs) And keep an eye out. We're going to do some cool customized Christmas goodies. And hopefully it will be on Etsy and we can ship to wherever the loyal fans of CoverMe may be. Wherever you guys are. They're mostly in, like, Europe, so. All right, guys. Well, you've got to pay for shipping and handling, (laughs) but. But hey, check it out. You want a Christmas stocking with your name on it? I got you. Still at a 3.8, you bastards. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that does it. Oh, my God. We usually do a bonus segment when there's a guest. I don't have a bonus segment. Um, okay. Shit. Um, here's the bonus quiz. It's called Name All the Members of This Boy Band. Oh, well, uh, Alex has already done the research. No, he, he hasn't done it because we're talking about um, not Backstreet Boys, but NSYNC. Oh my gosh, I only know two members. I only know two members. I only know three. Oh no. Okay, so list them off from most important to least important. Let's see who gets the most. Justin. Justin Justin Timberlake. Point goes to Alex. Next one. Lance. Lance Lance Bass. 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 Okay, that point goes to Greta. JC Shazers. Is that a real name? Yeah, he did the song (laughs) 80 Deaths All Day Long I Dream About Sex. Okay, yeah, that's two points for Greta. Uh, that's it. That's t- oh, I don't come know on. Anymore. One of them. I'll give you a hint. One of them's last name can be misread as fat one. Oh, Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone. That's two points, Alex. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, so there's only one, one left. AJ. AJ is one of the Backstreet Boys. Boys. Damn it! I'll give you a hint. His first name is Chris, and his last name is two first names put together. Chris Smith. <laughs> Chris that, James. I don't know. I don't David. know. David. <laughs> Chris. Uh, it's Chris. Starts with a K. Ends with a K. Chris Kirk. <laughs> Chris Kirkland. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> it's Chris Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick. Oh, man. Yeah, I uh, didn't know that. Um, that does it for name the members of that boy band. Today's category was insane. <laughs> Uh, it was a tie. You both lose. I win. What? I got. I know three of them without any encouragement. Yeah, but Alex got the fir- the first and last. You you fumbled on JT because we all know who JT name. is. He doesn't need a last no, name. No, it's too late. You fumbled it. Anyone says Justin, who else are you talking you about? You might be talking about from Justin to Kelly, the hit American Idol film. That's not. <laughs> no. So sorry, you botched it. Still, uh, she, she may have lost, and Alex lost too to me, but still follow her on Poppy Threads Pop Up on Instagram. That does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, as long as there will be covers, we'll be making Cover Me.